Welcome to another episode of Dating Intentionally. I'm Talia, your host, and if you're new to the show, I created this podcast to help you date with confidence while staying true to your values so you can find an amazing match and ultimately get into a secure long-term relationship. And part of that process is being able to pursue folks who are good matches for you and to ignore the rest. I think this is one of the trickiest parts of dating, and that is what we're getting into today. First, I'm going to talk about what a good match in dating is, why they're so hard to find, and three main ways to tell if they're a good match for you or not after the first few dates. I'm also going to get into a listener question about casual dating after a breakup at the end. Oh, before I forget to tell you, I want to put this workshop I'm hosting all about identifying your needs in relationships on your radar. Whether you're taking a break from dating or you've been at it for a while, or even if you're in a new relationship, knowing your non-negotiable needs for a partner is essential to making decisions about the relationships you choose to pursue. I use my five non-negotiable needs to help guide me in my dating journey, and it led me to finding an amazing partner to build a secure relationship with, and I'm so excited to teach you what I know in a fraction of the amount of time it took me to learn it. You can now sign up for this workshop called How to Identify Your Needs by heading over to Instagram at dating.intentionally and clicking the link in my profile. It's happening on Monday, December 4th at 8 p.m. EST. But if you can't make it, sign up anyway because you'll also get the replay and all the content just in time to refresh your dating approach for the new year. Once again, to sign up, just head over to Instagram at dating.intentionally and click on my bio link. Can't wait to see you there. So what's a good match in dating? Well, when I say a good match, I mean someone who is potentially a good fit in terms of having a relationship with you. This is probably going to be someone who has aligned relationship goals, who's easy to talk to and be with, and having some alignment when it comes to values, life goals, interests helps a lot. But what's even more important is openness because no one is going to be an absolute perfect match. It just doesn't exist. But I know that you can find someone who, again, you are aligned with, who you're into, who's into you where you want the same things. And I know it's like, it sounds simple, but if you've been dating for a while, you know it's hard to find. So let's talk about why it's so hard to find a good match. One, the first is like a broken picker. In dating, sometimes we focus on the wrong things and that can lead us into relationships with people who aren't good matches long-term. If you want to learn more about that, check out on my episode on dating for validation and my episode on situationships. And sometimes we're closed off to people if they don't look or act the way we expected a good match for us would. The ick can throw a wrench in things and pickiness about surface level traits like height and hair can make it hard to find a good match. A lack of openness in general makes it really hard to find someone compatible. The second reason finding a good match is so difficult is not knowing exactly what you want or need. It's hard to find something if you don't know what it is you're looking for. If that's you, my needs workshop in December is going to help a lot. I don't believe that this is one of those things where you can just know it when you feel it. I just don't believe in that kind of stuff. We have the ability to access so much information about who we are and what works for us in relationships. So why not use that to make better decisions? If you haven't dug deep into what you truly need in a partner and what doesn't actually matter at all, it's going to be hard for you to find a good match. And the third one is that they're Just are a lot of people out there and maybe you haven't met any good matches yet. It's not because everyone out there dating is low quality or whatever. Trust me when I say this. There are good people out there, 
but no one is perfect. So if you're looking for the perfect partner, I'm sorry to tell you they don't exist. I truly believe though that there's a lid for every pot, a butt for every seat. There's someone out there for everyone, if not multiple people. I don't believe there's only one person out there for everyone. If you are out here thinking there are no good ones left, it's not true. You know, if you're listening to this and if you're single, are you not a good one? I don't personally know you, but if you're listening to this, I'd put money on you being a total catch. Part of finding a good match is believing that there are potential matches out there for you and accepting that you're also not going to find someone perfect. If you don't believe that there's someone out there for you, there's just no point in dating. When you've been dating for a while and you haven't gotten past a first or second or third date in a while, or you're ending up in situationships, it's normal to feel jaded, cynical, and burnt out. That's a, that's a sign. It's time for a break. It's not a sign that there's definitely no one out there for you though. What I'm trying to get at here is that if you want to find a good match, you have to have an open, abundant mindset from the gate. If that's not where you're at right now, take a break from dating. So how do you know if they're a good match? I'm all about being real with you on this podcast. So, you know, this is just me being real. I wish it wasn't like this, but you're not going to know if they're a good match from their dating app profile or from your first encounter with them if you meet in real life. You probably won't even know 100% for sure by the end of the first or second date, but you'll definitely get some information to start making the call for yourself. When you go on a date, what do you typically find yourself paying attention to? Are you icked out by the smallest things? Are you looking for red flags, deal breakers, and reasons to reject them based on what they say and do? Are you trying to pick up signs that they're interested in you? Or are you aware of your body and how they make you feel? If you find yourself consistently paying attention to the icks and negative qualities about your date, like fixating on the weird way they hold their utensils or how they snort when they laugh or the fact that they don't like cats and you find that appalling, it's time to start actively looking for reasons to say yes. Practice looking for the positives. This isn't about forcing yourself to like someone you're not attracted to. It's about training your mind to not focus so hard on the negatives. Everyone has flaws and quirks and negative things, but you need to learn how to see the positives too. This comes back to what I said earlier about having an open mind and being open to looking for signs that you should get to know them more. That's really what we're looking for here. Don't forget, you're you're not looking for signs that they're marriage material. You're looking for signs that you should get to know them more, which might look like dating them exclusively. That's all. Dating someone exclusively isn't marriage. It's just giving the relationship a shot. All right. The first thing about how to tell if they're a good match is feeling comfortable with them. So let's just dive in here. The best way to know how someone makes you feel when you're around them is to be present. That's listening to what they're saying, asking questions, being engaged, and being in your body. If you feel like you can be yourself around them, that's a huge green flag that they're a good match. But half the battle of showing up on dates as yourself is being comfortable with your own authenticity. You have to trust and internalize that someone wants the full, authentic, unapologetic you. I can guarantee that there is someone out there who will be crazy about you just as you are, but it's on you to be able to show that side of you. It might not be a good match if you feel judged, criticized, if you feel nervous about how they'll react to certain things, or if for any reason they just make you feel like you have to be a little more guarded, or if you feel stiff around them, or if you have to force the conversation. It's probably not a great match. You'll probably 
not get a complete sense of whether or not you feel fully comfortable and at ease with them on the first date, and that's okay. If you felt good enough, if you had a good enough time and there were no obvious deal breakers or red flags, just go on the second date. Feeling comfortable with someone can take time, so it's worth giving it a few dates if there's alignment in other areas. When I first started to get to know Johnny, I felt like I could be my full self. I was at the point in my dating journey where I knew I was a catch and I really didn't care what my dates thought of me. I was dead set on finding exactly what I was looking for, trusting that the right person would be interested in me too. And that's exactly how it happened. Now, over a year later with Johnny, I honestly don't think I've ever felt more myself in a romantic relationship. It's incredible. And I really hope you find something with that level of comfort and acceptance. Okay, the second aspect of how to know if they're a good match is seeing where you align. When it comes to your relationship goals, hobbies, interests, life vision, and all that, you can figure out where they stand on what's important to you without interrogating them. This is this comes up a lot when people ask me, like, how do I get this information without just going into interview mode? Of course, seeing where you align isn't just about your hobbies and interests. It's really important to get aligned on your relationship goals, especially on a first or second date. I've heard many dating experts say that this should come up on the second date or on, but I brought it up on a first date too, and it's fine. Ultimately, it's whatever you feel comfortable with, but you want to make sure you know what they're looking for and that they know what you're looking for. You can address this on a date by just saying, I'm curious, what are you looking for in dating right now? You can be playful about it, right? The right person won't be scared off by this perfectly reasonable question. Yes, it's a question that holds a little bit of pressure, but you're on a date. You can talk about dating. I'm going to get into this way more in my needs workshop in December that I mentioned earlier, but the way to do like figure out how you're aligned is simply by talking about things you care about instead of just asking them questions. Dates are a chance for them to learn about you and for you to learn about them. Some topics to get into to figure out where you align and where you don't would be what they do in their free time on their on weekends, how much their family is in their life or not, what they aspire to do with their career and hobbies and all the other fun stuff. That's what you can be getting into on dates. Keep in mind that you don't need your future partner to be into all the same things that you're into. There should be some overlap, but it's okay if you're different. In fact, it's probably better in the long run. A lot of my clients who all happen to be very successful women in their early 30s say they want someone who will go out with them, but also stay in sometimes. They want someone who has their own life, but is open to participating in their hobbies too. Having different hobbies and interests contributes to a healthy dose of independence in a relationship. You don't want to lose who you are by spending 100% of your time with your partner. So if you're on a date and you find out you don't exactly have many overlapping hobbies, it's not automatic red flag. What matters is that they'd be open to participating in your hobbies, which goes both ways, and that they'd be supportive. For example, Johnny and I don't like all the same things. We both share a love for hiking, eating in ice restaurants, traveling, seeing live music and comedy. But he's into things like Dungeons and Dragons and video games, and he knows I'll probably never be into that. And I mentioned more physical activities like yoga, snowboarding, climbing, and working out in general, which he's not into at all. It's okay that we'll always have some activities that we do separately and with other people. Seeing where you align with someone I think is one of the most fun parts of dating and one of the main points of dating. Like you are on a date to get to know someone and so much of who we are is in what we do and how we see the world. Alignment in dating isn't just how you both spend your free time. It's also... how you each view the world and how your perspectives and beliefs mesh together or don't. 
I often get asked, what do you do when you don't align politically with someone? My answer is that it always depends on how much you care about politics. Same goes for other aspects of life like religion and spirituality, education values, family values, health values, and more. So when you're going on these first, second, and third dates, it's good to get into these topics, but I don't think having scripted questions memorized or ready to go is the best way to go into dating. But here are some ideas just to get your brain going. Please do not memorize these questions. (laughs) All right. So what does your family usually do for the holidays? This is a good question to ask when winter holidays like Christmas are coming up. It's a good lead in to talking about family values and religion if that's important to you. What did you do last weekend? This is an easy question to get into topics about how they spend their free time. What would you do for work if money didn't matter? This is a fun question that gives you a sense of what their aspirations are inside and outside of work. What was the last TV show you binge watched? This is a really fun question that can lead into how they spend their downtime and what type of shows, movies, podcasts, or books they like. Where are you going on your next trip or where did you go on your last trip? This is a good lead in for conversations about traveling and vacations, which is a big topic for me. So I pretty much always ask this question on dates. You can ask, what are you a nerd about? I love this question because it shows you what they're very into and hopefully can get them talking passionately about something. If you had more time, what hobbies would you want to get into? This is good if you want to learn more about their aspirations for like outside of work. What's something you were really into as a kid? This is a good question that leads into discussions around upbringing and what their childhood was like. And finally, what's your origin story? I like this question for people who've moved around a lot or if you want to start talking about past relationship stuff. Again, use these with with caution. I only pulled out these questions like this on dates when there was a lull in the conversation and I wanted to dive into a new topic. But sometimes when there was a lull, I just waited for them to say or ask something. It's good to keep these questions in your back pocket, but don't overdo it. Ask questions based on what would be fun to talk about or what you still need to learn about them. And don't forget, when you ask a question, you can just say your answer to it too. You don't have to wait for them to return the question and say like, what about you? Authentic conversations don't need a ton of questions to keep it going. You can just, you can just take turns sharing, right? I also encourage you to come up with your own list of questions and topics that tie directly to the things you care about in life, in your relationship, and in a partner. And we'll be talking about this more in my needs workshop on December 4th. All right. The third aspect of how to figure out if they're a good match is figuring out if they're interested. I know I usually talk about if you know figuring out if you like them, but for a relationship to work, there needs to be mutual interest. And I lean so heavily into the focus on figuring out if you like them because I find so many people that I talk to are preoccupied with gauging their date's interest without even considering their character or if they like them. But you do need to pay attention to how they treat you and if they show signs of interest to see if they're a good match while you get to know them. Back to the question thing really quick, just because your date doesn't ask you a ton of questions doesn't necessarily mean they're not interested. Pay attention to how they listen and respond to what you say as well. Some people, and I hate to generalize, but mostly men, just weren't socialized to get to know each other through talking and asking a lot of questions. You can look for signs of interest during and after dates. This is going to look like communicating consistently, reaching out to planned dates, hitting you up via text, sending you memes and TikToks, asking you about your day, showing physical affection like kissing and hugging, and basically just showing up. I think this is one of the hardest parts about getting to know someone in early dating because everyone shows interest in different ways 
And these differences can cause a huge miscommunication if interpreted the wrong way, you know, in the process. Like maybe you're a big texter and that's how you show interest, but the person you're seeing shows interest more through actions and less through words. So you might take the fact that they're not a big texter as they're not interested when they really are. So in the early stages, step back and just watch what they do. Notice their behavior towards you and don't expect them to show interest in you in a specific way. Instead, notice what they're doing and then you can assess from there. I do like the advice I see online often, which is if you're confused, they're probably not interested. As long as they're not playing hot and cold or push-pull games, you will definitely feel it when someone's interested in getting to know you more and moving things forward. This is an important aspect of figuring out if they're a good match because the right person will be into you and you can't have a relationship with someone who isn't. Okay, so what if they're a great match, but they give you the ick? Sometimes you just have to get over the ick. This might be a hot take or kind of harsh, but I truly don't believe that most icks are valid reasons to not pursue someone who you have fun with, who you can be yourself with, enjoy being around, wants the same things as you, who you have stuff in common with and consistently shows interest in you. Like imagine if you met someone who checks all those boxes, but their teeth are a little crooked or they don't dress well or drive an old car, whatever it is. Most icks don't affect the way someone can show up for you as a partner so many of them are surface level. And I'm not saying, I'm really not saying try to force yourself to be attracted to people that you're not. I'm just encouraging you to zoom out and see the whole picture and not fixate on the X. To wrap it up, how you tell if they're a good match just comes down to these three things. If you can be yourself around them, how you align on relationship goals and what matters to you, and if there's mutual interest. Assuming there's also some level of attraction, that's really all you need to know to decide if you want to keep seeing them. This might take two or three dates, sometimes more, to figure it out. Like I said at the top, this is one of the most challenging parts of dating, so it's okay if it feels clunky or confusing or awkward. Making the decision of who to continue dating is hard, so when you feel stuck, I encourage you to give yourself some compassion because you're doing great. All right, let's get into today's listener question. If you want your question featured on the podcast, you can email me at datingintentionallypod at gmail.com. That's datingintentionallypod at gmail.com. I am taking listener questions and I will answer them anonymously here. So thank you for sending them in. All right. Hey, Talia, I recently found your podcast and binge it all within a few days. Thank you. I deeply admire your confident and straightforward approach to dating, and I would love to get your take on my current situation. About two months ago, I got out of a relationship that seriously took a toll on me mentally to the point that I genuinely questioned if I could ever date again. I recently moved from Europe to New York City, and to my surprise, I feel an interest in going on dates again, and I've been thinking about downloading a dating app. I've had an immense amount of personal growth in the past few months, and I'm curious to see how I date differently with my newfound self-worth. Love it. However, I still don't feel ready for a relationship quite yet, and I'm not interested in having casual sex either. My question is, is it fair for me to date just for the sake of meeting new people, hopefully having some good makeup sessions and exploring a new city? I'm also a little bit nervous about setting the boundary with not having sex too early, as this is something I've struggled with in the past and has led me to ending up in toxic relationships. On which date number do you think it's best to bring up the fact that I'm not willing to go further, any further than foreplay until I'm exclusive with someone? Well, thank you for this question. I think it's really relatable. And I know I've definitely been there. I'm sure other listeners can relate. Yes, it is fair. It is fair to date just for the sake of meeting new people, have some good makeouts, and explore. That's what I did in Seattle 
out of my breakup too. And the reason, the way to make it fair is to be upfront about what you're looking for. So when you're on the apps, make sure that you are putting the looking for something casual or short-term relationships. Don't put that you're looking for something serious. Don't put that you are dating for marriage right now. Like, Make sure that you make it clear that you are only looking for short-term. And that's how it's fair, right? You communicate up front. So the people who are okay with this are going to go on dates with you and the people who are looking for something serious won't. Just to keep in mind the nature of these relationships when you're dating casually, they're going to be short-lived, right? Like you might not go out with someone more than three or four times. And that's kind of it because anything beyond that, it's like the relation it's gonna feel weird because the relationship isn't moving forward or can't move forward, but you're continuing to spend time with each other and it feels kind of pointless. Someone can catch feelings. It's like a whole mess, especially if you don't want to have sex with someone and you're not looking for a relationship right now. I would say expect that you might go out with someone up to like five times. And if, yeah, like you can absolutely enforce the boundary of not having sex too early by just not going to their places. Like don't go to their apartment. Don't invite them back to yours. Stick to public you know, dates out in in the city. There's a lot to do. That way you won't even be tempted to go past where you're comfortable. And you can still have some good makeout sessions, you know, like in a movie theater. I don't know. Um, There are plenty of discreet places to do that. Again, I did this for the first couple months of my dating journey. I, you know, was very clear with my dates that I'm not looking for anything serious. I definitely went on dates with guys who were and it just ended, right? It's like after three dates, well, I'm not looking for something serious. You are. So let's not waste each other's time, you know, and I felt very in control, right? And it's it's totally okay to date casually and just explore. I think dating is a great way to learn about New York City, like any city really. So I hope this helps. Let us know how it goes. You can DM me on Instagram at dating.intentionally to keep me posted. We really got into it in this episode. And if you need help reflecting on your dates to figure out who to move forward with, I highly recommend grabbing my free post-date questions and date tracker template so you can reflect on who you want to keep seeing and who you don't. You can grab these two super helpful free resources in my profile link on Instagram. Thank you for listening. If you have thoughts on this episode or any episode you listen to, slide into my DMs on Instagram at dating.intentionally. I'd love it if you share this podcast with someone who's navigating dating and might need a little confidence boost or some tough love. If anything I've talked about has helped you, you can help me by leaving a stunning review on Apple or giving Dating Intentionally five stars on Spotify. I'd really appreciate it. Your reviews help other daters find this podcast. So thank you for paying it forward. Once again, I'm Talia. This has been Dating Intentionally and I'll catch you next time.